Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Hello, thingies. This is Darcy. Hey, and this is Kelly. Thanks for joining us. So once again, surprise, we have a lot to talk about. Um, so this episode is called... They, they burn, burn their, their bras, bras for this? What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about existing while female. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. ERA passed to our all, male listeners. Yeah. <laughs> all this stuff happened, but really, I mean, yeah. I know, I know we're a lot better off. I know we're substantially better off, but there's still a lot mm-hmm. that needs to freaking change. No, without even bringing Roe versus Wade, the overturning into it yet, there's still so much that we we just want to. We don't want to whine about it. Right, but our but, foremothers did a lot, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of work to get mm-hmm. us where we are. And are we really as far as we think we are? We're not, clearly. I, I clearly. don't think we are. I really yeah. don't. So we came up with the idea of the show having watched a documentary about Jennifer Lopez called Halftime. And it primarily focuses on when she was asked to do the halftime show for the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl that year. And so much to unpack, even just from that uh, I feel like we talked a little situation. bit about it and about like four shows ago yeah. about how Shakira was also added and mm-hmm. it had never been done before that somebody wasn't just asked to do it and then put their own guests on it. Right. They made it like you each have eight minutes or whatever it was. Right, exactly. And just the, what she went through to put that show together. Wow. And how, I, I start, you know, we've discussed this before. Darcy is not a big J-Lo fan. And Kelly is. Yes. I love me some J-Lo. But it was very interesting to me that she was so adamant about having a real message. To the, to, yeah, yeah, to the audience. To the content. And so much of it was overshadowed after the fact by the pearl clutchers bitching about how little they were wearing and the booty shaking. And she literally says in the documentary, which they're filming as she's doing all this, it was an after the fact thing. Right. And how she's saying, I don't want it to be just us shaking our asses up there. Right. I don't want me to be on a pole and you doing a a belly dance. Right. I mean, I think that's a direct quote Mm. from her on the phone to Shakira. Yeah, or pretty close. Yeah. And they wanted to tell a story. And so she made, you know, statements about uh, they had little cages on the the field with children in them, which was a statement about what was going on at the border at the time. And And she got huge pushback from the producers. Mm -hmm. The night before they called her and said, you can't use the cages. And she called her manager, who is Benny Medina, who's been with her for a hundred years and said, you just make this happen. We are not changing this show the night before. And he did make it happen and and stuff. Well, and they gave her so much pushback also on how much time it was going to take. And Mm -hmm. it's like, 
every halftime show breakdown takes the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I am sure Dr. Dre did not get mm. pushback this last Super Bowl when he said, I want to have a house party with a huge thing. And each right. room is a different room of the party and Eminem's on top and... 50 cents has been flown in and, yeah, I and just, Mary J. Blige and there's what maybe six people or uh, performers, you know, and it was just like maybe it's ideal when they just have a round stage and people come out like what was it when it was uh, Bruno Mars and mm -hmm. Beyonce and uh, I don't remember. Coldplay dude who I'm sorry Chris Martin Chris Martin Chris Martin I'm sorry I love you but you do not sound good live and Darcy <laughs> Darcy the grumpy vocal coach can step in here I love and your I music on the, I love your music on the radio but I yep. would not take a seat to a, a concert if you paid me because yeah oh sweetie not just don't singer. sound good live well on hit to be fair though if you've ever sung in a stadium, and I have, it's really hard because I'm it's sure bouncing it off everything. It has to be hard yeah, because very so many, um, uh, <laughs> so many Star Spangled Banner singers oh my God. suck so yes, badly. So bad because it's so hard. Like literally, it's a, it's you a, don't have a monitor. You're standing in the middle of the field, and it's just all the sound bouncing, and you don't know what you're well, doing. Well, and that's a horrible. That's yeah. a really hard song to sing. People don't it understand. Is. It's yeah. like. Oh, we've sung it all our lives. It's a really hard song to yeah. sing, but still. Okay, shock, we we got off track. But yeah, yeah bless your heart, Chris Martin. Yeah. Uh, but it was just interesting to see her go through this and to watch her working with her dancers and being... Like, there's this one scene where you think she's act, she sounds like she's mad, but she's just being firm with them and saying, you're not giving me everything. You're not, you're so worried about what this person next to you is doing that you're not giving me what you're doing. She's right. like, she goes, what you need to learn how to do is all of it at the same time, which by the way, I can. Like, she was just like, well, bang, you oh, know? Well, oh my God, she can. So, so not only halftime, which is this documentary, there's another documentary of her on tour with her mother and stuff. Oh, Man, I seen that there one. is nothing you can you could say what you want about her, her talent, but that woman works so yes. fucking hard. Yes. She and I'll she give can her that, sing for sure. and she can dance at the same time and mm -hmm. she can be wearing a G-string and she can be going up on the and she's 50 what is 2 years old 53, now? 53, I believe she's 53? I believe she's a year older than me. Okay, and I think and, so. I, and a couple of years younger, younger than me, but just a couple. <laughs> but but yeah, I give, I'll always give her that. And here's the thing: as time has gone by, she's become a better singer, for sure. And I know someone who knows her vocal coach, so I know she actually studies with somebody. So and she's a better actress, for do. sure too. I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know, we differ on this, but I am, a, but. You know, she's called, sorry, I just hit my mic and it probably sounded like thunder. It was not thunder. It was me touching my, it was me clutching my pearls, which is actually a microphone. Um, so she's called a diva. She's called hard to work with. Mm -hmm. But honestly, are men in the same industry talked no. about the same way? They're not. They're like, oh, he's very firm on his vision. Yeah. I do have to say one thing. Sorry, I'm going back to this. The only thing I was thinking about after watching halftime is when Jennifer Lopez really wanted Born in the USA to be in that as like a big like pride moment. And it ended up being her daughter right. uh, singing it. 
-hmm. They wanted Springsteen. They wanted, you know, here's my thing. Born in the USA, I think it's not the song you think it is, J-Lo. I don't yeah. think it's a patriotic, woohoo! It's not. This is the, UC, uh, this is the USA song. Mm -hmm. So that was my only bone of contention with this whole thing, that that was like her, the culmination of all mm -hmm. of this is her daughter. I think her name's Emmy. Emmy singing Born in the that. USA. Mm -hmm. Ah! Same as with when Reagan was running, he wanted to use the song by uh, John Mellencamp, Ain't That America? Ain't That America? Little Pink, uh, little pink, little houses. pink houses. Yep. And he was like, you aren't hearing. This is about, you know, how depressed it is in the Midwest. Which is this exactly is what Born in the USA mm -hmm. is. And yeah. I just... Just as a side note, that's the one thing, J-Lo, I'm giving you notes on that. That is yeah. not the song I think you think it because is. Because we know Mrs. Affleck watches or listens to our show. So anyway. Yes. And but congratulations. Yeah. We talked about that yeah. last week. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was just interesting to see all the work she put into it and how she tried so hard to make a story and create the story. And it was ridiculous literally every step of the way I don't she's know getting crap she, from producers and i honestly do not know when that woman sleeps i Seriously. swear to god i do not know mm -hmm. when j-lo sleeps that and then the other underlying theme is how hard she's worked for so long to be taken seriously and she's not and i actually as a person who has always found her to be super hard working but just like madonna a mediocre talent i've always felt this, there's mediocre talent here the reason they're superstars is because they never took no for an answer right not because they had the talent right. to necessarily back it up but it actually made me feel for her because i was like she has she keeps trying right and when the movie came out um a recent movie marry me no it was before that with um uh she plays a pole dancer in it Oh, uh, what's it called? Oh, it was fantastic, and she got snubbed for yeah. the. Yeah, and there was buzz about her possibly having an Oscar nom. How could? And then she how can never. I not remember the and movie? it never happened. And I, they had the moment in the show, you know, in this documentary where they're waiting to hear if she's going to be nominated, and then she isn't. And and it was just, I was devastated for her because I believe she was nominated for a Golden Globe. She was. Um, which she did and not if win. And you haven't seen the movie, which. Oh my gosh, what was it? Darcy, go to the tape. Go to the okay, tape. Go to the tape. B-roll, B-roll. Um, I'm going to try to look it up. It was up. great. I feel like it's uh, something. But she was fantastic in it. I think she was an executive producer on it, too. She's executive but, producer um, on all her stuff, literally, right now. Um, it was really, it was so good. It was a very, I haven't seen and it. And I'm vamping until Darcy finds it. We're vamping. It. We're so vamping. So good. And oh my God, talk about how good she looked. She did her own dancing. Well, yeah, she that. learned all her dancing. She trained for it. And I think Lizzo has a little, um, my girl Lizzo has a little cameo in it too as well. And it's called... It's, why isn't it coming up here? It's giving me stupid stuff. It's just giving me stupid, like, G I don't want to know about Geely. No. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Um... It's, uh, it's going to come to me like affirmative <laughs> know, action right? did. In the but middle of yes. the night. But she, yeah, she executive produced it. She had a lot to do with it. And it was a story that she tried to get made for years and years, I believe. And they finally did. Um, oh, my gosh. So sorry about this, you guys. 
I'll have to edit this crap out. Hustlers! Hustlers! I knew it was something like that. Okay, Hustlers. Um, so and good. she got great, you know, reviews and stuff for it. And the interesting thing about her is that early in her career, she was working with huge names. Yeah. You know, Sean Connery, George Clooney, um, all these well, people she started right out like, of the gate. Was, she was a fly girl on uh, In Living Color, right? Mm -hmm. That was her first thing. And... Um, and then she got Selena, which kicked her off. Well, she got Selena, and then she wore the shower curtain dress. And those two things together created a superstar. And so she got all these opportunities, which... The Dolce & Gabbana green, yes. flowy thing that yes. just didn't... Which, by the way, on her 50th birthday, she wore again and, she and looked, did a catwalk. And she looked better in she it, looked better she in it than she did then. Holy crap. But just the fact that um, she got all these opportunities early in her career that maybe, and they didn't say this in the movie, but I felt maybe she just wasn't ready for talent-wise. Yeah. And so that, I feel like, kind of sent her on a different trajectory to where she's like, I'm now I have to fight really hard to be taken seriously. And so... Well, and there was a lot of buzz about her being a diva and being hard to mm -hmm. work with and being... And, you know, I don't... Well, she was not a nice person when she was younger. I can tell you this from people I know in the service industry that had to serve her. And when she was younger, she was not a that person you sad. wanted to deal with. That makes me sad, but yeah. whatever. I Okay, then yeah. shame on you, J-Lo. But maybe with age comes wisdom. Yes. You know? And when you are practically famous overnight, sometimes you don't know how to handle that. Right. And perhaps that's what... Perhaps that's what torpedoed uh, Jen and Ben, you know, 1.0. Maybe that's why they didn't get it together in the first place 20 years ago. And that maybe now they're both different people who have learned so much and I have sure gone hope through so. so much. And maybe that's I sure what works hope so. Now. They both look so happy. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So JLo, I love you. Darcy likes you a lot. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm okay with you. She has a big respect <laughs> for you. I think you're beautiful, and I want to know who you sold your soul to. to yeah, exactly. She's got a picture. Look younger every she's got the, a picture day. of herself in the closet that's mm. aging. She's like the, yeah. It's crazy. Like, seriously. But we wanted to segue all of that into talking about what it's like to just be in the workplace as a woman. And what it's like, I can tell you just like my very first job was waiting tables at Ponderosa. And the you guy. You name dropper you. I know. <laughs> For those who don't know what a Ponderosa is, it's basically like a, sizzler? a sizzler, but it was better. And it was mostly an East Coast thing. But um, just knowing that most of the guy waiters made buckets more money than the girls, which seems a little weird. I don't know if maybe they were able to flirt more or something like that but you, so you didn't pull tips this is just no we this what, what you just tips earned yourself is what you earned yourself and i remember my friend carl carl schultz um would make like a hundred bucks a night and i'd be lucky if i went home with 30 for doing the same work and busting the same butt and you know and somehow yeah, I, you know but i have resting bitch face so that probably isn't a fair comparison but you know, just stuff like that and not being taken seriously when um, I remember there was a car wash next door to the Ponderosa and there were these guys that would come in on their lunch break and uh, they would sit and they sat in my section a couple times and they would just um, ogle me and say things under their breath and stuff like that. And I started to get scared about it. And then at one point, 
they came in and sat in my section and I told my manager, I said, I don't feel comfortable waiting on these people. They're constantly saying things about my body and I'm not okay with it. And he basically was just like, deal with it. You know, this course, is the job. Because of course, A, your manager was a man and yep. B, like, oh, but we rely on this business because mm -hmm. they're right next door. <sighs> yeah. I ended up going to one of the guys, one of the waiters and said, is there any way I can get you to take this table and I'll take one of yours because I don't want to. And the guys at the table were up in arms about it. They were like, well, she was our waitress. We want her back. And he basically said, she doesn't want to serve you. Good. <laughs> and uh, well, thank you, Scott. And Shout that whole like, well, this is your job. Deal with it. I just, mm. I remember, I, well, I honestly, I still go through this. So I'll be in meetings. To this day, at 56 years old, I will be in meetings and I'll say something and I'll lay something out and I'll say, Here I th I, here's what I think and p no response. And then not even five minutes later, a man will say pretty much verbatim what I just said and mm -hmm. everybody's like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm on Zoom and I almost have to turn my camera off because I'm like, what the <laughs> fucking fuck just happened <laughs> sorry not only one but two dings yeah it's it, and this is 2022 yeah and you know we we really um you know our foremothers really did a lot but man how is it how is it still like this why are we still having to or apologizing for ourselves we constantly say i'm sorry that's one thing in my voice studio with my students or i don't let anybody jar, apologize right? don't you? well i have a self-deprecation jar if yeah. you speak ill of yourself you have to put money in the self-deprecation jar and it goes to quote charity charity means toilet paper because they all use in my bathroom there you go <laughs> so keeping soap in the, the studio toilet, bathroom yep. toilet paper fun but i'm just like especially the girls you do not get to apologize when you yeah. make a mistake. You are learning. You get to make mistakes. Don't you dare say, I'm sorry, that sucked. I won't hear it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I've read this a few times that as women, we're supposed to substitute, I'm sorry, with thank you. Hmm. Thank you for um, waiting for me. Like if you're late, you don't say, I'm sorry, I'm late. Thank you for waiting for me. Oh, okay. Um, if like, I if like somebody made a mistake thank you thank you darcy for being patient with me and letting mm -hmm. me do this again yes um i think that's a good thing the other thing is as women uh the other thing the other and another and thing, another thing. Um, <laughs> i've been told and i've read i've been told and i've been hurt anyway um <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> you need to take just out of your vocabulary so if i write an email and i'm like Hey, all I'm just circling back. I take just out. And also, I don't mm. like circling back because I feel like it's overused. So I'll look at it and I say, hey, I'm just checking. Is this order ready for me to pick up tomorrow? You know, mm. you just by just by saying just you are diminishing what you feel you're like putting okay. a you know you're putting a like, like a, it's not important exactly yeah. like hey, I, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm just checking in to see if blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. I find myself doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm just checking. Hey, I'm just, yeah. you know what? Stop it. Yeah. It's the whole um, uh, Sheryl Sandberg lean-in thing. Okay. Yeah. Her whole thing, and if you don't know who Sheryl Sandberg is, she was, up until very, very, very recently, the uh, CEO of first Facebook, then MetaWorld, 
And now I, she just stepped down to do philanthropic, and she is a, a billionaire. Hmm. Good for her. And she was the, I think, <laughs> I know, and I believe she was the CEO of Google before she went to the Facebook. Um, although I do have to say something about, she wrote a book called Just Lean In, or not just. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Lean In. I know. Lean in. How okay. ironic. Um, uh and it was really like, they touted it to be how to be a woman and have a work-life balance, but she took out the life and it was really just leaning into just, uh, see, I can't stop doing it. It was <laughs> leaning into work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lean in, in meaning like women tend to sit back in meetings. She's, she was saying, no, you sit up. Get up in you there. You sit yeah. up, you get in their faces, you ask for the money, you ask for the promotion, you ask for this, you ask for that. Mm -hmm. So, evidently it worked for her, good for her, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, my, speaking of promotions, my last job in Nashville, before I moved here, I worked at a company for eight years where I was consistently looked over for promotions and they would hire some dude from outside the company who didn't know what I did every day instead of promoting me. Right. To, you know, um, they would hire some guy from outside who would come in and be trying to tell us what to do. And it's like, no, you don't do this job. You, you can't do it that way because of X, right. Y, and Z. And if you actually fucking worked here, you would know that, you know. And it was just very frustrating after eight years, you know, interviewing for open management positions. And they'd sit there and they'd talk with you and just they'd do the time. You know, right. and we do no the, oh, we have to, in, we have to, in, uh, yeah, yeah, interview you because, mm -hmm. well, even my boss, when, uh, my boss, who I loved very dearly, um, who passed away within this last year, uh, he was a total misogynist prick when it came to stuff like that. Like we had, my job was to be the administrative assistant to several, uh, sales reps who were in different parts of the country. So we were in the central office and they'd call in and send all their information for us to put in the system for them. Right. And this was before like remote work. This was yeah, like, totally. this was, you couldn't jump on a Zoom with your, Absolutely with not. your people for once a week yeah. and get all the information. This was like, right. you have to get your information from each person on the telephone yeah or in a big envelope that they would ship they would mail to you every week they'd they had send in their licenses there was no i would have emails. to take that that paper and put it into our system yeah we had emails but that like we didn't have internet all day like it we you couldn't go and surf on the web it just wasn't there you know but anyway it was we had these salespeople who had to go into bars and venues and stuff and try to get people to pay for a license to use music and some of these places were really rough. And so my boss, Barry, had not hired a female in that position the entire time he was with the company because he felt it was too dangerous a job for women. To have to go into a bar yep. by themselves. And ask for somebody to do what they're supposed to do by law. And granted, some of these places were seedy and terrible. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't matter what kind of a bar or restaurant or show place you have. You still have to have the license. But he would not hire a female. In all the years I was there, in the eight years we had, and he was one region. There were other 
uh, managers in other regions that did hire the occasional woman. I think there was maybe three sales women wow. doing that job in the eight years that I was there. And only the first one was hired within that eight years that I was there. Wow. Yeah. And so it was just like they just absolutely did not. And the thing is, the, the, comp the CEO of the whole company was a female and would consistently send out memos yearly saying, let's make sure we are considering women in the mix for promotions and stuff like that. And these men managing the these regions the middle managers just would not do it they're very but I also school. feel and this could be totally wrong and folks if you think i'm totally wrong i also feel that at some point when a woman gets to a, a place of really high power really high power mm -hmm. she just wants to make sure that she's making the money that she's making and doesn't really think about Mm -hmm. equality unfortunately i think that's true she's probably exhausted yeah exactly you know to well, get to those th what she's got to do to get into those ranks is is you know she's probably like okay i'm here <sighs> no i can i can take a deep breath you know? and i'm not going to worry about what my workforce looks like but yeah. in reality they should absolutely um but you know it's interesting because i feel like Women who get to a certain point, like to the CEO, to the head of a company, and you can't see me, and I'm doing crazy arm movements. <laughs> um, she's, she's tossing softballs. They've just, like you said, they're exhausted. They've worked so hard, and God forbid they have a family too. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like women are always asked like well you're a ceo of google what what about your kids right is the male ceo of google ever asked that or in, never or in hollywood like i was reading something about a, a female director and i should just say director but i want to point out mm -hmm. um i read some crazy statistic like 95 percent of directors are in the dga are men 89 percent mm -hmm. of seven i i should have written this down mm -hmm. but this isn't about hollywood show it's about um women in business but and she said her first job she got she had a six-year-old at home and her husband's also a director and they they don't direct at the same time so somebody's always right. with the kid but um everybody was asking her well you have a six-year-old at home what are you going to do it's like well my <laughs> husband and then her husband gets a job nobody asks him you right. have a six-year-old at home what are you going to do they they assume it's home with the wife right yeah and yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And I have to say this, I've been trying to pay more attention to directors and I've noticed there's a lot of female directors in television right now, but not in films, No, not in films. And, and if they are, they're not change. getting the blockbuster films. Not at all. They're not being noticed at all. Or they're doing something like, like Ava DuVernay, who is specifically making projects and doing projects that um, tell the stories of people of color. Like that's, and God and bless her. God bless her. her. She has to, and she's you know? brilliant. Yeah. She's very good at it. And, but she also is not getting the recognition she deserves no. for things. And, and nobody, and, and they're just, they're just not, I mean, there's, there's Bigelow, there's, you know, there, uh, you know, can, it's sad that I can't sit here and name mm -hmm. can, how many, who's the young girl that did the movie with, oh shoot, the bird, the bird, something bird, bird something <laughs> what was it a few years ago 
And uh, Ladybird. Ladybird, right? Yeah. Was it called Ladybird? Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the, I, it was a younger director who wrote and directed that, and I can't think of her name right now. Which is terrible. Yeah. We should be able to. We should be able to. And we're to. not, and that's bad on us. In fact, we should absolutely know and commit that crap to memory, yep. honestly, so yep, shame yep, on yep. us. You know, it's, it's just, uh, it's so interesting, and I had, um, and this is, gosh, no, more than 30 years ago. This is maybe, yeah, about 30 years ago, maybe 35 years ago. uh, In college, I had, um, Mm -hmm. 35 years ago in college, (laughs) I had a professor um, who was trans. And in those days. What? Yeah. Wow. She was trans, a psych, it was abnormal psychology, which is. um, How fascinating. At the time, that was probably considered abnormal. Dr. Rose. I will never forget her. She was amazing. And we did a whole class on, I feel like it was our first or second class. And she said, I'm just going to lay this out to you. My name was, and she dead named herself. And Mm. she said, this is what I was. I was married. I was in the army. This is where I come from. This is what I did. This is when I transitioned. And we had a whole conversation where she was telling us, and she ran, aside from teaching, uh, aside from being a professor, she also ran a consulting uh, company, and I forget what they consulted for. I feel like it was um, for, like, employers to get a psychologist to consult or something. I don't Mm. remember. Not important. But she said, as a man, I had so much respect because I was a hard ass. People were like, he doesn't take any shit from people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she said, as a woman, I'm a shrew. I'm mm-hmm. a bitch. I'm hard to work with. Uh, mm. This is why it makes me, it burns my booty when people are like, it's either male or female. Blah, blah, blah. Like, who in their right mind would actually want to be a woman unless they truly, truly feel like they are a woman. Because my advice You get less money just stay male. Seriously. You get less money, you gotta wear a freaking bra. All the time sucks. Yeah. Um clothes are not comfortable. Mm. You don't have real pockets. (laughs) There are so many things. Like if it's like people like, Oh, they chose to, no, they didn't. You Mm -mm. wouldn't want to be, come on. Who would choose to be a woman in this day and age, especially if you are a person of color. And then like, I feel like the, the most dangerous thing you can be on this planet right now is a trans woman of color and that's so you sad know? and yet a trans woman of color is why we have gay pride right now because mm-hmm. she yep. threw the brick at stonewall yep. so um it's just it, it's just weird being a girl sometimes and it really is and you know as a singer i can't even tell you in the music oh industry, i can't i couldn't imagine just the dealing misogyny. with a band yeah just having a band full of boys and asking them if they could please not play at decibel 13 and turn it down just a little bit because my instrument is not replaceable and they can't be bothered. They gripe about it. And they, but my bass, it. my bass line has to be, but my, but get, but get, but get, I gotta hear what it's gonna sound like. I'm like, if you're playing the right stuff, it doesn't matter if it's loud or quiet. Just play it right is all I'm asking, you know? Oh, and it, yeah, it's I couldn't been even very imagine, frustrating. I couldn't even imagine. And being questioned consistently as a vocal coach and in my side hustle as a transcriptionist, 
having my rates questioned by men who are like, I remember having a conversation with a guy who was possibly going to hire me to transcribe some stuff for him. And he's like, and your rate is what? And I quoted it to him and he goes, and he's sitting there. You can tell he's doing the math in his head for a second. And he goes, oh, well, that works out really well for you, doesn't it? And I said, it works out to about $15 an hour and I charge what I'm worth and I charge what I need to live in Los Angeles. Would you think you're going to have me charge, you know, do that works out really well for you? Yeah. What? I'm like, you want me to transcribe 20 pages for 20 bucks? Cause no, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, and I actually said to him, Canada I said to Google docs or right? whatever. The, yeah. yeah. And I actually said to him, I said, let me ask you this. Would you be, if I were a man, would you be saying something like Good that? For you. And he just went, Oh, and I knew at that moment that I didn't get the job because yeah. I knew the minute I said that, that it was going to torpedo it. But I was like, he needs to hear <gasps> you this. dared to talk back. I know. I can't even tell you also how many times stars that I have been told that I'm, Oh, you're being overly sensitive. <gasps> and I try very, 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 I've always tried very, very hard not to show my emotion as much as possible. Mm hmm. But, you know, there are times when you get, like, the sheep woman voice where you're like, uh, 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 I don't, yeah. uh, uh, and it's, you know, uh, uh, it happens. It, mm -hmm. You know, you have feelings. I'm sure men get the sheep, the ram guy voice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's overly sensitive? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in the feels. Oh, I'm right. so sorry for you. That, or that doesn't speaking make you good up for yourself makes you sensitive. Like or another shrew. or a shrew. shrew, another, like, um, I used to type psychological evaluations for this company and toward the end, they just kept throwing me stuff without asking if I had time for it. They just gave me the oh, job and, yeah. and was like, we need it by such and such. I'm like, well, I can't do it by such and such because I have these other commitments and it kind of got a little weird. And I finally said, you know what? You consistently send me crappy product that is hard to hear and decipher and you pay me less than the going rate that's out there. And I do it because it's interesting work. I said, but you need to start paying me what I'm worth for these really bad audios that you're sending me. And you need to ask me if I can fit this job in because I'm not sitting around twiddling my thumbs waiting, waiting for oh, you please. to send me yeah. work. I said, I, have two other very committed jobs that I do and I can work, move things around, but you need to ask, you don't need to just tell me this right. is what's happening. And he actually came back and gaslit the crap out of me and said, I know you're more sensitive than most people and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, that's it. And so I, re I responded to him and my final email was like, I'm done. I'm going to finish this transcript. I'm going to send it to you. And then our relationship is over because I will not be gaslit. Good I will not let you treat me like a misogynist prick. Do not call me ever again. And I did. Because I was just like, I, I am so done with being treated as yeah. less than and, and being abused for what I ask for. I charge, I charge less than what I'm worth for everything. I know. I, to I, try to be competitive with others. And I'm just done apologizing, especially you're so to men. Good about, you are so good about that, Darcy. You always have been. Well, because it's to a fault sometimes. I can be, I, I am reactionary sometimes um, when I don't need to be. But when I feel like I'm pushed in a corner, 
that that is the worst possible thing you can do to me because I will come out right roaring and right. with claws drawn you know yeah. and you don't want to be the person on the other end of that no <laughs> nope, 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 nope. And I nope. try to be, it's like, it's a really fine line for somebody like me because in comparison to the two of us, and I don't mean this in any kind of derogatory way, you are a nurturer and a carer, and I am too, but I have Nanny Darcy who knows there's a line you can't cross with me. Whereas with you, you're like, I there's, I'm like, like, there's a line, but oh, oh but I'm not going to get mad. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I mean that with all the love in my heart. No, and I, you know? I'm not disagreeing with you. And I feel <laughs> like that. She's softer than me. <laughs> I feel like, and sadly enough, I feel like that comes from the need to be liked. Absolutely. And loved. And like, you can't say bad, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a wuss. You're not I'm a I'm getting wuss. better. I'm getting better, but. It's hard for me to stand up for myself. It always mm -hmm. has been. And it's hard for you to accept help, too. Uh, yeah. And I think those are but connected But I'm getting really often. better about that because I have to. Right. But I think those are connected often. You like, know? I don't want, I want to uh, take up as much, as little space as possible. Yeah. I want to bother people as little as possible. And I just want to be, oh, mm -hmm. that. Anyway. That also is connected to our weight issues growing up because I feel the same thing, too, is that you, you don't want to be the center of attention in certain ways. You don't want people to notice you as the, as the big girl. We've been right. taught our whole lives to be as, as small, shrink, take to a, shrink. Take as small, as little yeah. uh, space as possible. And when you have that, you have, a, you have women who are big girls also with big personalities as we are. And you're constantly told by everybody around you your whole life, be quiet. Settle down. Why are you so dramatic? You're taking up too much space. Yeah, you, are, you need to lose weight. Right. You need to hide. Don't. You be, need to yeah. be less than. You need less to be less than. than. Less than. Mm -hmm. Less than. And wow. I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. I agree. Not at all. And if people don't like it, they can kiss our big fat white asses. <laughs> and they're pretty. <laughs> our big fat pretty white asses. That's right. Yes. Wow. We, we derailed. Woo. Oh, shock. We didn't, um, though. I know. I we think. Stayed, I think we stayed yeah. on it. Um, so, folks, please interact with us. Do you have experiences, uh, women? Do you have mm -hmm. experiences when you have been treated less than um, in the workplace or relationships or whatever? And men, how mm -hmm. do you feel like this? Does it I'm make sure you uncomfortable? I'm sure plenty of men feel like that. Men who are not more shy guys are probably probably feel like that often. You have, know? You seen, have you seen it? be done in front of you and being mm. done in front of you and do you say something do you just that's something we want to say that men we need your help we need allies we need you to speak up when hey, you that's see not us okay. being treated right. poorly you know and we need you to do that for us yeah we challenge you to do that for us please interact with us please 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 let us know your feelings on our facebook page is probably the best place for yeah. it um, we always post on the day of our show, you know, our little JPEG saying the show's up now. That's the place we want to interact with you. And I want to, I really want to express that because with all the changes to Facebook fan pages that Meta has done, I don't know where your private messages are. Right. When I try to go to our Facebook page and check our private messages, it just pulls up a white page, a blank. Right. And it's I don't, true. So I don't so, know. Yeah, so please. don't PM us right now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Please put it on our page. Yeah. And we want to hear interactions. Um, 
Yeah. Women, what what have you experienced? Men, what have you experienced? Um, mm -hmm. Men, do you think we're full of shit and yeah. um, just suck it up and take it? And moms, we're not mothers. And so we know what is it like in the workplace for single moms Absolutely. And, or what married kind, moms. Right. What is it what like for you? What kind of pressure do you get? Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, we just, we really want to know. And um, we will also keep asking for, uh, ask us advice. We want to do another yes. um, give you advice show because we had really, we had a lot of fun doing the last one. Yes. So please ask us advice and we'll and give you- And another thing, TV at yahoo.com is our current email address. We might change that in the future, but right now, send us that to please. our Yahoo address. And then um, if you haven't followed us on everywhere else, um, Follow Kelly Goodman on uh, Facebook. Kelly Comedy is my acting page. Uh, two Ks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Darcy on uh, in TikTok is Grumpy Vocal. No, TikTok is at Darcy Bonet. Okay. Yeah. She I does. If you haven't seen it, she coach. does a great TikTok <laughs> series called Grumpy Vocal Coach, which is amazing. And follow me now if you're on the TikToks because I am giving away a free voice lesson when I <gasps> hit hit four thousand followers. Oh my gosh! And I'm going to do that every thousand until I get to ten thousand, and then I'm going to have a big announcement at ten thousand. So okay. And I got to tell you, I took vocal classes from Miss Darcy Monet, and I never sounded better. I mean, don't judge by my voice right now, because um, I've had a few glasses of wine, but... Um, We're squawking. Yes. They know. So please, follow us, interact with us. We want to hear from you. Thank you mm. for all of you. Who and share us with your friends. If you enjoy this, please share us with your friends and help us build our... our fan base and if you don't enjoy us keep your pie hole shut and Amen. don't tell anybody exactly um but uh <laughs> we love you and in the meantime stay safe stay health happy <laughs> wait stay safe stay sane <laughs> one day you're gonna get it right i don't think so <laughs> stay safe stay sane and healthy and hopeful that's what i meant have a great day <laughs>